Welcome to episode 14 of the Patchman Hockey Show. We are the Patchmen. I'm Jimmy and that's Johnny. In this show, we look at NHL patches and teach you the hockey history behind the patch. Every patch has a story. And this week we're talking about... The 2000 Millennium Patch, worn by all the teams in the league. Um, there were eight patches, um, eight different colors. As We have six right here. Um, couldn't find all eight. Couldn't find all eight in one shot. Um, we actually have the capital blue version. Yep. Is the capital blue? Um, the patch was worn on the right side, um, as yep. you can see right here. Um, excuse me. For so for the colors, there's a black patch, a burgundy patch, which was worn by the Thrashers and the Avalanche. Well, the Thrashers away and the Avalanche. Capitals blue, which is this one. Yep. Um, Worn by the Capitals, home and away. Eggplant patch, <laughs> worn by the Ducks. Um, a green patch by the Stars. I'm dying. <laughs> and a, a navy blue patch, Thrasher's home, Oilers, Panthers. Third. Third jersey. Uh, Predators, Rangers third, and the Canucks. Mm -hmm. The red jersey, the red patch, Flames, Hurricanes, Blackhawks. Red Wings, Canadians, Devils, Senators, and the Royal Blue, the Rangers home and away, Blues, and the Leafs. Um, I think it's a really cool patch. Um, I love it. You got, you got the 2000, you got the NHL, and right here, which I didn't really notice this ever until we looked at this episode, there's two sticks surrounding it. So really, really cool use of, um, really cool, cool, Thought that one behind Use of this. hockey sticks. Use of hockey sticks. You know, when I use hockey sticks, I don't really use them like that. <laughs> but, you know, great year. So, what do you think? Um, I love it. I always thought, well, this season is special to me. Yeah, I, yeah we know. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, Jimbo, you just keep talking about the Devils every goddamn episode. However, um, this season was special to me because I think this was like the second or third season that, I, as a kid, I was watching the NHL. Um, as I know, I remember seeing this patch back then. Um, I thought it was cool. What I didn't know is the, the point you just touched upon is these two hockey sticks. Because I just, my eyes always went to the 2000 and then it says NHL and it, you know, a letter in each zero. Um, but what some people don't understand, maybe we have some younger fans out there, um, younger hockey players. The Millennium, that was a big deal. Like that was, that's like a once in a lifetime thing. It was a huge deal. Huge. 2000 was everywhere. Millennium, everyone's worrying about Y2K. Their the compu computer systems. Their computer systems. AOL's going down in flames. The numbers only go up to 1999. Like they don't, they didn't know what was going to happen. What are we going to do? How's it going <laughs> to go from a nine to a zero? And like. It's like Seinfeld. Jerry. <laughs> And Who are these people in the computers? <laughs> and when you, like back then too, it was like everything was big. You did everything big, like big flashy graphics. You know, everyone was trying to, you know, you got the tech bubble whatnot. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was, what a time to be alive. I mean, we were in sixth grade at that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I remember every team wore the patch, thought it was cool. I still think like, how they did it with the eight different colors and they found a way um, to have those eight colors but share it among different teams. Yeah, obviously with the reds and the black, that's easy. But some of like the different blues because blue is such an extensive color palette in the NHL. 
you have the Blues, Rangers, Leafs, uh, so on as Lightning to, uh, to a degree. So it can get a little dicey trying to find a blue that actually looks good on Capitals. All the Blues. Yeah, the Capitals at the time <laughs> were wearing blue, which, you know, we touched upon this, this, this Screaming Eagle jersey, beautiful jersey. Um, but, yeah, man, I really love it. It's not the biggest patch, obviously. It's thin, but I just think it's a nice touch. Um, and this is one of the first seasons that, that I remember in recent history, let's just say like a 25-year from this point, 25 years ago, um, where it's a double patch, right? Yeah. The double patch is pretty cool. So if you look over here, well, first of all, when you look at this, this image, it's like... Um, Holy shit, all these legends of hockey right here, right? Holy shit. Um, but it, it's cool because, like, look at Matt Sundin. And that Hockey Hall of Fame patch, um, when it's Hockey Hall of Fame weekend and they have the annual game, the Maple Leafs and their opponent always wear that patch. And they still wear the exact same patch to this day, which is really cool. Um, so we're going to talk about that in an episode for sure. Um, but it just looks really good because this is not... It's like they almost knew that, like, all right, some teams are going to wear... Um, well, they probably didn't know. I don't know how yeah. they registered with the league and everything. So they wanted something subtle, something small to fit underneath. You have the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, this was the last season at the Raleigh Arena before they got their new hmm. PNC, uh, PNC Bank Center Arena, whatever it's called now. Um, and American I mean, Airlines Center Arena. <laughs> in Raleigh, yeah. Then you have, uh, you know, Scott Stevens, obviously, with the Stanley Cup patch. I mean, they're not the... Uh, the Dallas Stars also is the same thing. Double patch, Stanley Cup Finals patch, 2000 Millennium patch. Yami Yager. Yager. Making an appearance again. Uh, we're just going to have Yager. Every episode, Yammer Yager. We're going to talk about him. <laughs> um, with the RoboPen jersey. I love how they call that the RoboPen. <laughs> have you ever seen the RoboPen? Yeah, like, people, RoboPens. The, it's a it's an interesting jersey too. I don't know if I love it or hate it. I, I I'm like really torn. I don't think we've talked about this jersey before. I don't think we have yet. The, the sleeves don't even match, right? They're different. Oh wait but. a second. Oh, you know what? Maybe he has a sleeve rolled. Up. Maybe. You're right. I, there's an, no yeah. way they don't match. That's just. Weird. I don't know because look on that like that side of the penguin. Oh shit! Right. Maybe you're right, dude. Yeah, we gotta look in that. Stay tuned. I've never noticed that before. We have different sleep. Atlanta had that with the third jersey. Well, it was oh, a shoulder yoke. Oh, with the yolk. thrashers, yeah. Whatever, like the shoulder yoke. Talking, talking eggs. Yoke. Yoke. Trying to pull back on the yoke <laughs> my, my airplane. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and look how many patches they got. The, they got the three. I just noticed that. What the is... Three, the three that... We we I don't know. We gotta, I don't know what that is. Ron, um, Ron Francis. Francis. Yeah. Franklin gear. Remember? Uh, Franklin, Franklin gear. If you are a 90s kid like us, we were born in the 80s, but we lived, grew up in the 90s, Franklin was like the hockey year, right? Like family-friendly, affordable. Yeah, Franklin, Franklin everything. I, yeah. had, I had Franklin baseball gloves, Franklin everything. hockey stick. What did you buy? Was Sports Authority? Walmart? Walmart. I think I had it everywhere. Everywhere. That's Franklin. what I mean. And then you had the, like, the nice Franklin stuff. I remember Franklin that. Was, Franklin was big. You know what? It's like, hey, you know, my parents, it's like, Jimmy Boy, that Eastern Ultralight, you're not there yet, but we're going to get you some Franklin. I was like, okay, cool. I had some cool stuff. I had, I had Franklin goalie pads. Yeah? Yeah, I got them when I was like eight years old. 
It was, it was like the roller hockey pads. It, oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything like. Remember the Franklin pads and the Milek? Remember Milek? Milek. Milek. The Milek, the, the blade, it was made out of like uh, a spatula. Yeah. <laughs> material. Like. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, some of these um, manufacturers aren't around anymore. I mean, yeah, Yager had his coho. I mean, I had a Yager wood stick, like, you know, 6800. Yeah. It yeah. almost sounds like a graphics card. I got Yager, 6800. The Jofa bucket. Jofa bucket, yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, it really, it's a really cool patch. Nice touch, subtle, sticks out. It looks good. I, You know, that Red Wings jersey. I love that Red Wings jersey. Nice and clean. That's a great jersey. Great jersey. Same thing with the Leafs. Matt Sundin there. So let's talk about the 99 season. So now that we've got the, the patch talk out of the way, um, this was a this was an interesting season because this was the first season that teams were to earn one point for an overtime loss uh, in the regular season instead of zero, which is a big deal because it's so defeating when you have a tie. They everyone want to play for the tie. Yeah, like uh, it, it, it was just ties are just so boring. Like I can't I kind of can't believe the league went so long and ties were a thing. But yeah. um, I remember going to hockey games. It was a tie. I'm like. Great. Cool. Cool. All right. Nice. Um, yeah, because the whole goal was they would hope that teams would stop playing very defensively during the overtime to guarantee the single point from a tie. And the number of ties had been going up for some years, and the NHL was hoping to uh, counter the trend. And, and they did. They really did. Now teams are playing for the extra point because guess what? When March rolls around and you're trying to, to get that playoff positioning, you need these points. They come back and bite you in the ass. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think you have something about ABC, right? The TV yeah, show? so this was the season's first partnership with ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would televise a few regional games a season. Um, so ESPN, who, uh, who owned ABC, uh, renewed their contract with the NHL, too, um, to continue showing regular season and playoff games. Um, and the first two games, Stanley Cup Finals. Um, Gretzky's number, 99, was retired league-wide. As well, uh, February sixth. Yeah, of two thousand. Well, yeah, ABC actually, yeah, they showed games three through seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. I maybe just said that, but I do yeah. remember watching. Well, interesting. I um, I was such a little Devils nerd, and we had again maybe these young kids don't know uh, VCRs. Yeah. So I I taped the games when the Devils were up three games to one. It was game five at the Meadowlands, you know, I told my dad, I was like, hey, I want to take this game. I want to have the game, right? So we had that, but it was on ABC. But I, And then uh, they lost one nothing in game five, thanks to, uh, was it Brett Hull and Mike Madonna? They scored the goal. But in game six, I recorded the game. But I just remember, like, watching it so many times that summer of 2000, like, the Devils clinching, winning the cup in overtime. And you see, you know, ABC, like, and, and then afterwards it would go to, like, the local news because <laughs> it was an overtime game, so it was running, yep. like, pushing back everything. Like, oh, we're going to go to the New York news, but the Devils are still on the ice, and we're going to go back to the celebration. Like, I know, it just some stupid little things that just stick in your head, you know? I wonder if you still have that tape. That'd be interesting, like, watching the commercials and stuff. Just like. I think it's in the storage <laughs> unit. I think I still have the tape. Oh. Got, but I don't have a VCR. Actually, I think we do have a VCR. Yeah. Natalie, I think, had a VCR. <laughs> yeah, funny. Um, oh, dropped my notes. But um, 
Also, you know, the NHL would welcome another team. They would. What team was that? The Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> I thought you were going to read that. <laughs> Setting you up. But, uh, yeah, so it would be the first team in the NHL since the Atlanta Flames. And I don't know how many people know this still because it was ancient history, but the Calgary Flames, though they may seem like they were they're from Calgary, they really were, they originated in Atlanta. Um, so now that's two times Atlanta has had hockey teams and been yeah, yanked from them. Is uh, it, it's just a market. It's I not good. just can't sustain a hockey team. Um, and that was in 1980. So, I mean, even early on, I mean, Atlanta just couldn't draw. So they tried 20 years later to have a team, and um, it just didn't last that long. It would last about 12 seasons uh, or 11 seasons. Um, and then, it, yeah, we talked about, the, oh, the Carolina Hurricanes, the home rink at uh, the Raleigh Arena. Raleigh Entertainment Sports Arena, that's what it was. It was something so verbose. But, um, yeah. And then uh, the Kings played their first season at the Staples Center after playing at the Forum for 32 seasons. Yeah. So now we're entering this era of the NHL where um, new arenas are being built. And now there's a lot more money in season tickets, boxes. you got to have a lot of boxes. Um, you you got to have... Now you're breaking up the, the like the different pricing tiers. You want to have be- restaurants now and hockey rinks. Like it's kind of crazy if you think about it. Like when you just go to a hockey game, go to Devils Rangers Islander game, whatever. You don't think, oh, you know what? We're gonna dine at the restaurant in, in the arena. Yeah, Fire and Ice Lounge, remember that? Oh, the Fire and Ice Lounge. Yeah, that's something else now. But yeah, so now you started to see like in the '90s, 2000s that all these teams would get new arenas for the most part. Um, I mean, even now, what's the oldest ring in the end? Nassau Coliseum, which is getting yeah. renovated. Well, it's temporary until the Islanders build their new arena on Long Island, um, which I think is called Belmont Park, something like that. Yeah, Maybe it's, it's going to be nice, that whole like development. Good for the Islanders because Barclay Center wasn't working for them. Worst arena. Worst arena Terrible. for hockey. Uh, I, no it, support. It's hard to get to. It takes forever to get to by the train. Even go to wrestling. It's not good for wrestling either. No. It's dark. It's very like. It's dark, and I feel like the seats are steeper than even yeah. the Rock. Yeah, yeah. What do we and went to Raw? Yeah, exactly. Went to Raw. Went to NXT. Yeah, and then you have when they play hockey there. If you there have the whole one side where you can't see the ice. See half you. You can only see like half the ice if you're sitting on. I think it's like the far side. Right. And then. They have like a Honda, like a Honda minivan oh, yeah, on, on like the yeah. bottom, like next to like the rink. It's, it's like, like rotating like a cheesecake in a diner. Like it's just going around and around. Like why? Why? And I gotta, beer, beers are like 19 bucks too. So. Yeah, it's just, it's a pain in the ass. And you know, not, I'm not knocking on the Islanders fans, but all you guys know that the Islanders belong in Long Island, which I guess somebody said Brooklyn is part of Long Island. Yeah, guess, it's tech, tech, part tech, of the island, yeah. Geographically, but uh. Nothing beats the Nassau Coliseum, but and nothing's going to beat their new arena because now they're going to have the, the newest state-of-the-art arena. I think that's slated to open up, I don't know if it's next season or the season after. I think it's the season after. But, um, but anyway, uh, and then also um, Colorado Avalanche would start their games at the, yeah, start playing their games at Pepsi, Pepsi Center. Because interesting enough, um, the Colorado Avalanche were playing their games at the old McNicholas McNichols Arena. Uh, sports arena 
where the Colorado Rockies, Devils, were, play their, were <laughs> playing their game. So it's kind of interesting when you have a team that moves from Quebec, they move to a new city, but they're playing in a really old arena. And I guess there has to be some type of promise like, yeah, you're hey, going to gonna get, build this for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to build you a new arena. It might take five years, but we're going to build you a new arena. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, there's a couple key trades that happened this season as well. And um, Ray Bork, you got traded? Yep. <laughs> I thought you were going to be done. Wake up, John Boy. Where, where did, <laughs> no, where did he go? No, Ray Bork got traded uh, from him and Dave Andrew Truck, Andrew Truck got um, traded from Boston to Colorado for Brian Ralston, uh, Samuel Falson, and uh, Martin Grenier in a 2000 first round draft pick, which would become right wing Martin Samuelson. Why was that a, bit, a key trade? Well, first of all, that's a legend. Yeah. Right, Bork? And the Bruins weren't doing good, and they wanted to give him his shot at the cup. Right? Um, who else? Nashville traded Corey Hirsch to Anaheim. Um, For future consideration. Future consideration. We talked about it. Future consideration. There's still. Yeah, we don't know what we want yet, but we'll take them. There's got to be a time limit. Like, all right, you have like three years. It's like when you get married. It's like uh, you have a year to give a gift. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, Devils. This was a huge trade because I got like so excited as a 12-year-old kid. Uh, they traded center Brendan Morrison and Dennis Peterson to the Vancouver Canucks for sniper Alexander McGillney. Holy shit, what a deal for the Devils. Because Mogilny, he didn't have the greatest playoffs. I think he scored like six or seven goals. But him, Gomez, and Claude Lemieux were a hell of a line that season, that cup run. And then the following season, Mogilny would score like 41 goals and bring them to the cup finals again. So that was a really good deal. Um, and then another, another one that was interesting, Dougie Gilmore uh, went to Buffalo. Um, with J.P. Dumont uh, in a conditional draft pick in 2001 or 2002 from the Blackhawks for Michael Grosek. I mean, that was like kind of like a whatever trade. Um, but yeah, so anyway, moving on. Do you want to touch upon um, some of the... the um, oh, you want to talk about the playoffs? Yeah. So, go ahead. Lead the way. Do you have the notes for it? Yeah. <laughs> So, as we know, the Devils will win the Cup in 2000 against Stars. Um. Oh. Somebody's making changes to my calendar. <laughs> um. Yeah, so this, this year in the playoffs, you had Philly against Buffalo, um, Washington against Pittsburgh, Toronto against Ottawa, New Jersey and Florida, um, St. Louis in Saint, or San Jose, and then Dallas, Edmonton, Colorado, Phoenix, and Detroit in LA. Um, well, we all qualify. Um, what's interesting about St. Louis, they were actually, they won the President's Trophy in 2000, and they were upset by the eighth seed San Jose Sharks. So that was, that was an upset. And then I think another... Pittsburgh big, and Washington. Yep, that was another one. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I... Before they changed the whole playoff uh, standings and positioning, you know, it was like one through eight, two through seven, 
three and six and four and five. Um, so you, if you were a first place team, you didn't want to play an eighth place team because that that team was just hustling to get into the playoffs. Yeah, and they're usually that's hot. probably the toughest. Te- yeah, they're probably getting hot at that point. So, um, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, Devil swept the Florida Panthers. Um, I think that was the only sweep. No, I'm sorry. Well, Detroit swept Detroit LA. Detroit swept LA. Yep, yep. Detroit was still a powerhouse at this point until um, they ran into Colorado. Really, this was like the age of like Dallas, Colorado, Detroit, Philadelphia, New Jersey. Yep. Um, just being the class of the conference, really. Uh, and for the longest time, it was like nobody's going to beat a Western Conference team. It's like, oh, the cup belongs in the West. And it did for a while. Even Philly was pretty decent. Philly was always there. Like, they made the finals in 97, got swept by Detroit, but they were making the conference finals. They, they, were, they were contending. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, and then let's see. So it was, so the conference finals were unbelievable because they both went to seven-game series. And then Colorado, I'm sorry, Dallas won in game seven. Four to, uh, I'm sorry, was it four to three? Yeah, four to three. No, it wasn't. well, they won. They won the, sorry, series. the series. Yeah, I don't have the score, but um, but yeah, so Dallas would win, and then New Jersey was down three games to one. Came back and beat Philadelphia uh, in Philly with, I think, two minutes left, and Patrick Elias scored the go-ahead goal right in Philly. That was also the game where Stevens knocked out Eric Lindros. Yep. Eric, so Eric Lindros comes in in game six. He was out, I don't know if it was most of the season, but he was out with concussion syndromes. Comes back in game six in New Jersey. Devils won the game. And, uh, I don't know if he got an assist that game. And then game seven, he got clocked by Scott Stevens. And, like, I'll never forget, like, a building going completely <laughs> silent. Silent. And, like, as a kid, I'm like, oh, wow. my God. I like almost thought he was dead. I mean, that was that was a scary hit. And then Niedermeyer was like on the other side of that hit or Pandolfo and went flying. Like <laughs> unbelievable. But yeah, and then the Devils would go on and like I said earlier, they would win in six games, win the Stanley Cup from the defending Stanley Cup champion, the Dallas Stars. Um what other notes do we have here? Scoring leaders. Are you talking about scoring leaders? No. Yeah, okay. Scoring leaders and then some of the awards. So Yager led the league in points. Yager. <laughs> with, with 96 points. He also had 42 goals with 63 games played. So out of three, four, five, six, I guess like the top 10, he had almost the least games played. In '63, and he's also he came out on top of points. That's int- <laughs> that's actually that's real. I didn't notice that. Right? You're right. Yeah, 63 games played. Joe Sakic has 60 games played, but only 81 points. Um, some of these names are remarkable, though. I mean, oh, it's like it's my <laughs> NHL, you know, 2001 team right here. So I'm saying, growing up, I mean, in in the '90s and 2000s, Burray, Recky, Correa, Solani. Oh, Nolan. Tony Amante. Remember Tony Amante? Tony he was, Amante. He was a beast. 82 games played. 
in 84 points in 82 games. And, and that was before, like, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze. The Blackhawks weren't even on TV. They didn't no. have a TV contract because the owner refused to, like, put them on TV. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, look it up. I think the Wirtz, Bill Wirtz or something like that. Yeah, unbelievable. Wow. Um, Stevie Y, Joe Sack. Actually, John, if you look at these names, this is, we, I just mentioned about the Western Conference. All these names, aside from Yager and Bure and Recchi, are Western, Western Conference. Conference teams. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of a shift, power shift back then. Hmm. Um, See, and then I think a couple other notes that I had with, here we go, the awards. Some of the awards, we're not going to read everything, but um, the Calder Trophy for the Rookie of the Year went to Gomez, most defensive forward, Stevie Weiser with the Selkie, the Hart Trophy, which was the MVP, was Chris Pronger, MVP of their team. Um, Scott Stevens, Con Smythe, as you can see up there, Rocket Richard, Pavel Beret. Yeah. Oh, Vesna, Olaf Kalsing. Remember Oli the goalie? Oli the goalie. Yeah, Oli the goalie. Uh, some Yager with the Pearson Trophy, Jack Adams, Joel Quenville. That's interesting, that point about Joel Quenville, because right now he's coaching in Florida. Mm -hmm. He's coaching the Panthers, um, but he coached Chicago to three Stanley Cups, and this was like almost like the dawn of Joel Quenville, like coaching and winning the Art Ross, uh, not the Art Ross, I'm sorry, the um, Jack Adams Award. Uh, so he would, do, what a what a coach, hell of a coach. But uh, hmm. but yeah, you have anything else to add, or you want to put a bow on this? Put on the bow on the <laughs> 99 2000 season, but the Millennium season. Yeah, I'm just going through. I thought I had one more thing. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I just found, like, a few facts about uniforms this year. Oh. Like, on, for Chicago, the the tan outline on their crest was removed. Um, Colorado, the, the shade of burgundy in their jersey, it was darkened from the previous season. Um, yeah, I found, like, these, like, cool tidbits. Um, for Dallas, the alternates from 98-99 became the team's new home Uniform or, star. or the basis the, of it. Yeah, the yeah, star. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the actual 98-99 alternates became new road road uniform. Yep. Um, L.A., new purple alternates were introduced. That must have been the crown, like the purple crown. Yep. Because they already had the shield um, in the purple, black. Yeah. Um, Carolina, the jersey was actually darkened, the color, the shade of red. From the previous season, yeah, these are interesting. Um, yeah, the two. Oh, so the three, that three patch on Ron Francis' um, left shoulder was in memory of Steve uh, Chison. Oh, Chason. Oh. Chason. He died in a uh, in a in a crash, unfortunately. Um, That's right. And I think the he, prior year. I think he played on the Hartford Whalers too uh, before they moved. That's what that is. That's right. Yeah. So Carolina's wearing three patches. Wow. Yeah. The Raleigh, yeah, the Raleigh Entertainment and Sports Center. <laughs> I want to go back and touch upon the point about the Colorado Avalanche. You said they darkened the burgundy? Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense because some, if you go back, and I've noticed this too, and I thought I did like a double take. If you go back and you look at 
um, Colorado Avalanche photos from the uh, like the mid '90s, right up until this season, obviously. Look at their home jerseys because that's how they had the burgundy on the shoulders. I always thought it was like brighter, right? And I thought it was the arena that they played. Like the lighting was like, and it was almost like a shinier burgundy. That makes so much sense. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that I I had the I same why thought. I wonder they did that. I wonder too. That's crazy. And I wonder why they Carolina they dark they darken the red you said. Yeah, darker red. You know, what's interesting, too, is uh, this is the time where we don't have HDTVs yet. So um, if you go back and you look at old videos, the darker colors actually don't really work. A lot of them look like they're black. Um, and I think now with HD, even 4K, I think a lot of the league, you don't really see like teams opting for that black jersey. They want to have color, a lot of color. Yep. So, uh, yeah, time's changing. Yeah, interesting. But it like makes you think like why did like why what was the reason behind like Chicago removing the tan? Yeah, I, the the only one we didn't talk about um, Anaheim the Jade alternates were retired. It says. Um, oh. So two thousand. Oh, that must have been the one where they had like the shoulder striping. Yeah. Yeah. The, the like starter jerseys. Yep. Yep. Um, some teams had like four jerseys at the time. It was like a different, totally different. The set. Sharks had like a bunch. Remember, Sharks had that one. It was like, it was like flashy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool jerseys. I remember the the starter outlet in like the outlet mall. Um, I forget what outlet mall was, but like I went to starter outlet and I got that starts that um. Starter outlet. Wow. Yeah, I got that star Sharks jersey. I think I have it at my parents' house, but. You have to. Have to bring it on the show, you know. Yeah. Break out the jerseys. Youth large XL. <laughs> <laughs> Big boy. But anyway, so this is this was the 2000 um, commemorative patch. The millennium, the new millennium. So, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys have some questions for us on Instagram. Yep. Um, we're there. We're on Twitter. Uh, we also you know, push it out on a podcast. So, anywhere you guys listen to you know pick us up um and you know just keep following us on youtube like subscribe that means the most of us make comments email patchmanhockey at gmail.com working on a, a new web page um do some blogging we're we're just getting started here this is episode 14 but we're we're just the beginning right john exactly so hope this you know hope this comes out to something bigger um you know we like talking about these patches and we think love it's pretty it. cool so, we love hockey. Love so, hockey. I'm John. That's Jimmy. We're Patchman. Thanks, guys.